Good evening, my Rabbi We are beginning another Cheshbon here. Number 15. The Cheshbon of the Hamisha. The Hamisha is the 15th Cheshbon. is Cheshbon of Adam and Avshay. A Cheshbon, an accounting that a person will do with himself. When? When is it a good time to make this Cheshbon? Whenever he realizes that he puts away money in the bank, what we call now a savings account, or an investment for a later time, this is a perfect opportunity to make the following cheshbon. We say to ourselves, why are we putting money away in the bank? Money, he says here, we're putting away food for, for what we're going to need for later. And Basmanasim is and was preparing food for later. Or the same thing I'm saying, money in the bank for a later time. Why? Because we're going to need it at a later time. We have savings because we may have to take it out, we may have to withdraw it at a later time for some big expense. Meanwhile, we do that sometimes not even thinking, but just like, you know, that's what you have to do because. You know, who knows what's going to be in the coming years. But a person doesn't even know him. Not to be morbid, but says the Chavaz of Avaz, let's face it, we have no idea if we'll even be living until then. Sometimes you put an investment away, and you, you put the, this, it's tied up. Your money is tied up in this investment, let's say for the next 10 years. Okay. Ten years, a person thinks maybe that's not such a long time. But Chavisavav says, frankly, we have no idea if we're going to be alive in ten years. But yet we still do that because we're hoping to be alive, and in the event we are, and we store things, we store away for the coming years because we may need it. We, certainly, by an investment, we hope it will increase. But even just the fact that we put away money and savings, when we'll need it, we'll need it at a later time. And that's even many of them, we don't even know if a person will live until that time. And similarly, this is a great example. People travel. And we know that when we travel, certainly if we travel a far distance, certainly if we have the transportation that we're taking, is you have to book the ticket for it. In the days of old, there was a boat then a train, now already at airplanes, and you have to book a ticket in advance, and you have to prepare a lot of things, your kosher meal, where you want to sit, who are you going to sit with, all of that has to be prepared in advance. When a person has to take a long journey, he makes that trip way in advance. Certainly, you could make it on the spur of the moment an emergency happens. But then, you, you, you get flustered. You're not sure how it's going to turn out. You're not sure if it's going to be everything to your liking. So if you have your, your druthers, if you're able to, you certainly prepare way in advance. Right? Take a simple example. A person wants to travel for a few weeks on business. He's going to go somewhere on business. So, he books the ticket. And then once you're online, you're booking your ticket... Pops up, hey, you need a hotel room? Oh yeah, maybe we'll make a hotel room. You need a car to rent? Put that also. And everything is done 
in advance, prepared, so everything should be ready for the trip. Now, if you want to go on business, so you want to know, with this place, what is the merchandise over there that you can make a good buck? What is precious in that place that you can cash in, that you can bring that there, that they will be desirable to them, and you can make money over there, and they'll want your merchandise. It's a good commodity over there. So you do your homework. You find out, you research, what do they like over there, and I could bring with me to make some money there. Then you decide how you're going to travel exactly. You also have to prepare provisions, you have to prepare food. And who are you going to be with? You want to make sure you're going to be in a, in a good environment. You want to sit in the economy, you want to sit in business class, first class. You have to decide who you're going to be with. And what kind of camping are you going to have? Or in our case, what kind of lodging? What kind of hotel are you going to pick when you get there? And we didn't even know what Hashem has in store for us. What Hashem has decreed, how long we will be. You could sometimes prepare and plan this trip three months in advance. person doesn't know what's going to be in three months. Who knows what is helpful be in three months? Who knows what will happen in the world in three months? But we still have to prepare for it. And a person doesn't know how long his will be, he'll have to live. But yet, we go about life preparing for things in advance. Okay, that's the example. And he says whenever a person would do this, either himself, he's preparing his own trip, or a family member, or somebody he knows is preparing a trip, and they're planning it out, and it's discussing with you, well, where do you think I should stay? And I, uh, should I use my points over here? Should I use this credit card? What do you think I should fly? All prepared in advance, trying to make the best out of the trip. And certainly when you get there, who should I go see first? And where do you think I could sell my wares? All of these things are planned out. Says the Revis Havavis, we know this is true. So Rabbeinu Bachia, he says, why do I bring this up to you? My dear brother, and in this path, along similar lines, we have to be prepared for that time. For that time which everybody gets to that time. That's the time where we will no longer be in this world, but we're going to go and have our journey to the next world. To prepare for the trip, which is very distant. This world to the next world, the Gemara tells us, is many, many, the travel of many years to get to the next world. That's just in to conjure up the image. Once the Neshama departs from the body, it gets there right away. But in terms of when we tried to walk there, it would take years and years. To the other world. So in other words, he's saying what we have to do is we have to prepare for the next world. The Gemara says the journey is long. We better make sure we pack our bags right. We better make sure we have enough stuff in the bag that when we get there, we want to make sure what do they like over there? What kind of schayre? What's the merchandise that they like over there?
Do they want to see my fancy car? How about my array of silver that I own? Do they like that? What about my stamp collection? Can I bring that over there? Do they like that? Or we, we realize, let's check it out, let's research. What do they think is Chashev over there? What do they consider important up there? Of course, it's the Torah that we learn, it's the Tefillah that we dive in, it's the Tzedakah that we give, it's the Chesed that we do for other people. That is what's important over there. So Chavisavov is saying, let's make sure we prepare properly for that. Let's make sure we are prepared for this journey. And Asher ain't lono mivrach mimenu. There's no escape. There is no escape. That we know. No escaping two things. Taxes and, that's right, no one gets out of it. Death. That happens. That happens. That's the end of the line for everybody. Some sooner, some later. But it happens to everybody. There's no escaping it. And we can't run away. This is the Chavetz Chaim writes in the Mishtabru and Hilchas Yemai Kippurim. One of the reasons that we read, say for Yoyna, on Yom Kippur, at Mincha, that we read Mafter Yoyna, the whole story for Prakam about Yoyna, is just this fact. People may think, you know what, it's Yom Kippur, and I've been clapping al Khait the whole day, and just forget about it. I'll just throw in the towel. Whatever happens to me, happens to me. I can't. It's too difficult. It's too hard to change. I'm not going to do it. So we read Sefer Yaina and say, you know what, that's what Yaina tried to do. Yaina also tried to escape. He tried to run away. You know what happened? It was futile. His efforts were for naught. You can't escape. You can't run away. That's what happened to Yaina. He was brought back. He was swallowed by a fish, spat out by the male fish into the female fish. He says, you know, it's a little uncomfortable. Then spat out onto dry land. And Hashem says, you're going to do your mission. Same thing says the Chofetz Chaim over there. He says, don't think you're just going to run away and forget about it. You bury your head in the sand. It doesn't work. Hashem will bring you back again until you complete your mission. But we have a mission to complete. And we don't know how many times Hashem will give us that chance. So therefore, he says, there's no escape. So let's contemplate. What do they like up there? What's the merchandise that is considered worthy in the next world? And how are we going to meet up on the great day of reckoning, the great day of accounting with our Creator? Shomer Lavakosov which the Pesach describes it, Behold, the day is coming like a raging burning oven. An interesting depiction, meaning that the heat is on and we have to prepare for it. We don't have to even say much more, although I want to share with you a piece, perhaps tomorrow evening, share you an unbelievable piece that has to do with this last week's parsha, Parsha's Chayisaru with Avram Avinu. We'll get to that. But just his words alone are very clear that we have to prepare for the long journey. And it's so interesting. He says a couple of times, he says, we prepare for things that we don't even know how long we'll be here. And we should prepare for this journey, which is something we can't escape. And we don't know how long we'll have. And it's so interesting that... The irony is that the people who have more bitachin in Hashem, who trust Hashem more, 
they're more nervous that it could be will end sooner than they desired. The more betachin and Hashem you have, the more nervous you are. The less betachin, the more calm you are. The, the people who have less betachin and Hashem, who think that they control, who think, well, I'm healthy and I'm prepared, and I, my doctor says I'm healthy and I'm protecting myself, they think they're here for who knows how many more years. The less betachin, the more we put on ourselves, the less betachin Hashem, so the less we think about this, because we think we're here forever. The more we have to be talking about that Hashem controls and Hashem deals out every breath that we take, and we thank Him for that. He dispenses life with His kindness. We thank Hashem for every day that we have. But we realize there will be a time when it will end, and therefore we have to be prepared. He says, how could we Ignore this. The journey keeps moving. The journey keeps moving. You know, they say, some someone who, who made the quip, life is a terminal illness. And as we start, as soon as we start, we're heading towards death's door. That's just the way it is. So the journey is continuing. It never goes back. It's always continuing forward. As the uh, Mashkiach says, that's the Pasuk in Kehelas. A person is constantly moving to his next world. To the next world. As he, he quoted his own Rebbe, Rebeli Alapian. He says, when does the Levai of a person start? The Levai means, like, when do they start escorting him out to the graveyard? He says, it starts now. That's the truth. We're, we're heading towards that. Now again, it doesn't mean to make a person depressed. It doesn't mean to say, hey, this is terrible. What are we here for? It means the idea of the urgency. The urgency of it. To realize the person is not here forever and we should utilize the time wisely. Someone just, just this morning, someone was telling me that it's uh, here, in the, uh, here in the community. He wants to start learning Mishnayis now. He was a, he got a late start in his learning, was never accustomed to it, was never introduced to it till late in life. He's now, I would say, uh, close to 70 years old. He says, I'm starting to learn Mishnayis, and I want to finish Shisha Sidra Mishnah. And that's it. He'll do whether it's one Mishnah a day or two Mishnayis a day. So it'll take him, maybe if he does one a day, it'll take him about 12 years. That's it. He says, I have to start preparing for the future. I want to get up to Shemaim, that at least I learned all of Shas, all of Shisha Sudra Mishnah. It's a great goal. It's a tremendous goal. He realizes he has to start sometime. You say, well, there's so many. How many do it? Thousands of Mishnayas. Start today. Start one today. Do another one tomorrow. Another next day. Start the journey. And here Chavazavavah says, the, the Nesiyah, the journey keeps moving. And it's constant that we're changing phases whenever it's healthy whenever as young as we were, and the, the journey is far away. And the final resting place where we rest is indeed at a faraway place. How can it be that we don't take to heart this idea? Okay, we'll hold it over here in the middle of the piece because uh, we've done our 15 minutes, don't like to go over. 
And Amit Hashem will finish with this thought, this theme, with an extra idea from last week's Parashim Mitzvah Hashem tomorrow night. Ha'gutenacht.